Good day. You're listening to Free City Radio. I'm Stefan Christoph. This is the 126th edition. Thanks so much for tuning in. On the program this week, I'm going to be sharing a conversation I had with Enrique Lopez Rodriguez, who is a student activist at the Center for Research and Teaching and Economics, CIDE. That is a very important post-secondary institution in Mexico City that was the site of a major series of student actions over the last year in Mexico. This is a protest that is centered on government directives in the context of the presidency of Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador in Mexico to highlight cuts to public education. And this school, CIDE, has been a center of protests around government imposition of policies within the campus but speaks to a divide between student and social movements and the current administration of Lopez Obrador in Mexico. There was a sit-in, there were protests, there was marches, and it points to the tension between social movements on the ground in Mexico and the current presidency. This is a conversation that really gives some background uh, around this student push for academic freedom and autonomy within this important institution in Mexico City, and also the creative tactics that students are using. I think this is an important window into the voice of a student activist on the ground in Mexico City today. Here's our conversation. A brief review about all of the protests. We started um, last November, uh, and we have multiple, um, uh, I don't know, like, ways of we protest we mainly use uh, social media and uh, also like protest uh, on the streets uh, on buildings about of 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 Conacit um see the camp that lasted 48 days and also um Palacio Nacional or well like the yeah Palacio Nacional where AMLO's cr- well current government go- government is working and well the Amlo's presidency is, is there, so we, we went there. That was our last protest uh, a, a couple weeks ago. We're talking about student organizing in Mexico City. Um, you mentioned Amlo. Your protests were on the streets, but also on campus. So for people who aren't familiar, can you describe the campus, its location in Mexico City, and why these strike actions took place? Okay, well, first of all, um, CIDE, uh, as, as a short uh, name, could, could, it could be, is located at, at, at Santa Fe, Cuajimalpa. It's a delegation of Mexico City, and is, it's too far from Mexico City's center. So uh, doing protests and in locations that were nearby CIDE or... or Mainly, I, I, I will describe CIDE. CIDE is at Cuajimalpa. It's between two, two highways, uh, Mexico-Toluca, the, the highway that takes you to Toluca, and, uh, and, and the other one is, is another part of Mexico City. Well, it's the same, same highway, but it's, 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 old, it's, a, it's the way to Toluca, so it's far away from Mexico City Center. Um, we're like in a cliff, I would say. Uh, so uh, the campus isn't a big, bigger campus. It's, it's a small one. We are currently, I think, 
for 400 students uh, between uh, bachelor's degree and, and master's and doctoral. So we are uh, a little center of investigation at, at Mexico City. And it is part of, of CONACYT. CONACYT is an uh, institution of, of, of Ministry of, of Education and Science and Mexico. So we are dependent on, on that ministry. So, well, we currently make the protest at CIDE because CIDE is too far from, from Mexico City's um, centers and we mainly do a strike and protest there. But we also make uh, actions outside the campus so people could know what was happening at, at this little center of investigation at the at a mountain or a cliff uh, far away from the Mexico City Center because we we usually don't have enough visits over there because it's too far and little uh, since it's a, li a little center not not all of people in Mexico know wh what is CIDE. So we were trying, first of all, we, in all of my our struggles, is to, to make CIDE like, um, known between people in Mexico City and across the country, because CIDE is too small. Uh, like if we compare it with um, UNAM, UNAM is bigger and have a lot of students and UNAM is a bigger, bigger campus where well, we, we have like three buildings, uh, a, um, a library and and a place where we can eat. So that's that's enough. Like we don't have too many things to do around there. So that's that's why we took to the, these ways of protest, mainly inside the, the, the university and well, outside in the streets with with other with other students and universities that were were part of of the strike. So CIRE and UNAM are part of a public post-secondary education in Mexico. There's other institutions too. But um, this is not uh, a reality that came from nowhere. There was a long struggle historically to establish post-secondary education as accessible. So can you just talk a bit about why, for you, it was important to take action around the privatization at CIRE? in the context of the fight to keep post-secondary education public within Mexico. And please also just um, for people who might not be aware here, CIRE means what? Oh, CIRE means Center of Investigation and in Econom in Dozens, uh, or, or Teaching and Economics. So it's mainly a center of social sciences in, in Mexico City. It focuses in four careers, um, political science, international relations, uh, law and um, public policy, and also economics. Uh, the game, the name says, says it all. So it, uh, for me, defending city was uh, a part of, first of all, like I would like to say that it was I could say it's personal because uh, CIDE was, it's, it's a home for all students that came across uh, the country. Like mainly the students there are foreigners from Mexico City, more than, more than the 50% of, of the students there uh, of, of, of the matricula there are from other states of Mexico. So, so for all of us, uh, as, as, as I'm not from Mexico City, CIDE was a, a home for us. 
for the four years we are studying our bachelor's degree or or the or or our current program. So for me, that's why I was defending them. But my, my, my first, but the most important thing of it is was that Cide um, was uh, is a place, or I would say like in. We we can discuss many topics in, in our classes, no. So, I, I think education, uh, public education, as CIDE gave to students, is in Mexico City is very scarce. Uh, I, even though uh, um, having the possibility to study uh, in uh, a bachelor's degree is is still a privilege in Mexico, because not all people can access to that uh, that level of education. Um, CIDE is it was part of a project uh, in the 1970s, uh, I guess, to to, to develop, um, um, I don't know, like mass of people that could work in the public administration that could have a better um, specification in topics, including like public policy, economics during the uh, neoliberal era in, in Latin America. So it was part of, of those projects that the state uh, realized in Mexico. So it, it was mainly founded by, by migrants. One, one of, of them, of, I, I think it was Trini, um, I, I don't remember the name of, of, of the, one of the founders, but she was, she was a woman from Spain. Uh, uh, no, no, I think she was Argentinian. I I'm I'm sorry if I don't, I don't give you the current data. Like I could search it and then send it to you, but it it was a place where people from around the globe were coming to Mexico to Mexico to develop um, academia and start researching topics about uh, different um, things that well political, economic, and social um, struggles that were happening in in the region. When we think about um, these social, political, structural violence in Mexico. Uh, for example, the reality of um, the state encroaching on indigenous lands, like Mayan lands in the south, for example. I would imagine that a, a space like Cire uh, and some of the student groups there was really important and remains important Unam, of course, but to develop critical thinking in regards to this type of policy. A lot of people may be here or listening. Some will be familiar, some not. Um, in terms of thinking about lands in Mexico outside of the national context, right? Like some lands still are contested in terms of a colonial reality. So... Can you talk about why having the public aspects and the accessible aspects of CIRE is important within the context of like the Mexican reality of many open questions about like the future of the country that is contested by many groups uh, uh, within society? Okay, well, I think... Um... I think we can go back to the 1970s and talk about the neoliberal era in Mexico and also in the region. But I have to be brief about it because it has very specific details and each um, each country has different effects on them. But I could characterize uh, the this kind of 
public uh, or neoliberal um, perspective on economics and policies that would be uh, at the at the 80s and 90s it would be like the government will give um, social spending but it was currently given to education as programs uh, um, programs like so solidarity or programs for for people uh, that are that, that were in less lesser conditions or poor conditions could have access to education or like in preview not not in bachelor's degree but it would be like a primary school uh, secondary school and they have to complete certain tasks uh, i think it's one of the mainly policies that were characterized in education i would say at mexico um so I uh main many of that uh social spending was given in into direct transactions to people. So I, I would say that was one part of neoliberal policy that uh, or the um the state uh trying to re to regulate um the the um, the um, uh, I forgot the the word in English <laughs> um the well that um so Inequality, ah, for, uh, the inequality in many regions. Uh, it it was, uh, I would say, it, it was a problem that evolved in the neoliberal era with different um, governments. And at the beginning of the 2000s with uh, Felipe Calderón, uh, the, it was like a change of government. I would say like, um, first, I think it's important to, to all of the of the viewers or people that are listening to this uh, uh, is that Mexico was a one-party regime. So it, it wasn't like a dictatorship, but it was one, one ruling party at the government through a whole the 20th century. And when we, when we begin the 21st century, it was a change of government. And that government tried to continue these policies. It wasn't changing enough for, so people could could reduce the inequality and we could also say that the neoliberal era or well developing countries as Me Mexico and the region were um, I would say um, added to this um, to this economic um, uh, model and it wasn't equal for all of these states so I, I would say that um, that that we were depending on, or the states were depending most of of the these policies that were taken at at the most developed countries, and we were we we kind of struggled to to keep in keep on track with them. So I think that many of these uh, inequalities it's not just based on how the government takes decisions because I would say the Latin American region was is, is in inequal in many many other many other countries. Different I would say and we could characterize any any state. But um I think it was more the privatization of certain areas in Mexico that, that started uh, making um this uh I would say like the power to certain group of people and and we were um like uh, ameliorating or making more more concrete these inequalities in people so i think also we could say that there was like the social classes or i would say like higher 
lower and there was the middle income cl classes so it, it started to grow in this kind of era and currently i think it's the bigger part of of the people that are in the middle income but i think they they are currently more inequalities between that middle income group so i think it was many that um th those those kind of policies are still like currently during this this um this period of transition to the democracy i would say and when we start uh this these elections to a uh, third party taking power with morena and amlos at power uh it start changing a bit and start to criticize uh, a lot of about about of those policies that were i i wouldn't say they were <laughs> the best policies so we can have m m better social quality but they were functioning in the unequal um economic uh system that we are in so so when amlo's presidency enters uh, she, he he had a critical view about neoliberal neoliberal policies and he i i, I don't think all he knows the the definition of neoliberalism uh, and and i think he's also like um using it as a label to any anything that he is is against them or is criticizing them uh, or their 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 policies or the decisions at the government so i think it's that that i i i don't like to use the, that term currently cuz i think it's it it's it's not using the in in good terms uh currently in mexico so it could um move people and polarize people into unvoters and things like uh so 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 decisions could could so i i i wouldn't use neoliberal but the the presidency and the amlos current um government use it to criticize or to to them the deteriorate um social movements such as student uh protest uh, like as he 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 labeled Syria as neoliberal the whole time and also the like um the current um director <laughs> at at the university campus uh also called us that we were uncritical enough for for many things can you um describe why you have been taking action at Syria in this context why have students taken action against privatization and for accessibility at Syria Uh, and why is it important in the context that you're talking about? Okay, well, first of all, I think um, the the main uh, collective action we take on um, protesting, and it wasn't, I I think, or or mainly all people that were uh, participating in protest protest were defending city city uh, because we think city should be an institution that that should be in every state. Like we believe that those quality of, of of education that people should should get in in every part of the country that's why we were defending them and we were protesting uh, so we can have public schools that i could say have kind of this red distribution of 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 wealth uh, when when people that can pay um the the tuition pay the tuition and the people that can't pay the tuition were 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 mainly like um had the scholarships that were taken by that those tuitions of of students so it it, it, it i would say was 
um, a kind of leveling um, for people that would like to study at CIDE. But uh, that's why we were defending the institution, because we believe that these kind of institutions that work uh, in trying to to do um, a better, uh, a less unequal place for students to access to a bachelor's degree or a, or a master's or a doctorate, um, could could have the opportunity to have to have the uh, this kind of quality education with uh, at uh, I would say like uh, international standards, so so like go when they they um, finish their degree they could have like can can compete with other um, I wouldn't say I well probably Ivy leagues or or inst institutions outside of Mexico. Like we like we can develop our skills in another part of the world and not only in Mexico, so that I I that's why we were defending like most of of the um, of the students that pass uh, at the classrooms at CIDE are currently working at at, at public administration or others are uh, others organizations uh, international organizations or are are doing master's degree in other university and sometimes they well i don't know if sometimes but most of the students that that were at CIDE uh studying uh, their bachelor's degree they studied a master's and they came back to mexico and work at um public administration or also at uh, ngos yeah and so the government was trying to cut funding for CIDE and to raise tuition well, part of, of what, what the problem or the strike of students were currently, uh, what we were mob mobilizing at, at the streets was because um, pres the presidency with the Republican austerity at, at the state, uh, we, we should, in all dependency of the government, they should reduce their, their spending. So they have to go for the least cost of, of I don't know, like flights or or printing or like reducing costs for the state. So most of, of, of the problem was that CIDE ha is, uh, as I was telling, a, a hybrid uh, institution that work with public, um, public federal um, income, but also has projects out, uh, that are from other institutions that like, I will say like pay 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 some kind of like consultancy at CIDE and they work together with our universities. So it the CIDE, what I think, uh, at least in in my words, I understand it's a hybrid. It 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 wasn't to totally public. It was uh, kind of a consultancy, a think tank where people receive those projects. So. Um, when they decided to cut the public spending uh, and also reduce um, these funds that are that wasn't only um, ameliorating the, the the situation at CIDE because uh, it was like a fund for for uni for education science technology uh, human rights defenders uh, I think journalism uh, it was all like when I started at university it was like three years ago when that those discussion was uh, was taking place. So when that fund was taking over, uh, not only the CIDE was 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 affected, uh, many other institutions were affected, uh, but about in different level, I would say. And CIDE was like 
cut all of their um procedures of of how they they use their income so they couldn't uh produce um uh money with these consultancy projects uh but they can can and they will only receive a less part of the of the of the government uh spending so it puts Cide in cross hands because they couldn't develop the international uh, or well, well these these consultancy projects and also like give the quality education for students uh, 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 with with that um, with that income like uh, and also <laughs> the problem was we were protesting is you cut us our spending but also you want to to open the the university for more students and we aren't uh, uh, we are we aren't against more people accessing to these kind of of spaces, but how we will manage to to have enough uh, teachers, enough class cl- uh, classrooms, enough uh, materials for students when you don't have uh, enough um, um, money for, for that for that. So, so that that was kind of our our st- start um, of debating with 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 the different institutions at, at Mexico on how 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 the government wanted to have more public more public education without without them giving more um government spending so that was part of of our one of our critiques not just to the government but mainly on on the decisions they were taking uh, and that's why the strike was taking place uh, and i i wouldn't say the raise the tuition was part of 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 Conacyt's current um, director, which is Maria Maria Elena Alvarez Buya, like she was trying to 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 reduce the cost of of science in Mexico, I would say, and directing it in certain programs that was I would say like national interest for the current government, and they wasn't um, social sciences, which critique the current uh, government or which critique the policies or evaluate uh, the government uh, uh, current um, on government. So Maria Elena Alvarez was part of was was a key piece. Uh, so so that um, like I I would say like presidency uh, ministry and um, well see this current uh, di- director that was imposed. Um, was was like uh like uh i would say like a map mapping how how the problem was was traced for for city that was a conversation with student activist enrique lopez rodriguez uh, who is a student at city which is the center for research and teaching and economics in mexico city there's been a series of social protests led by students around government imposition of policies within this campus, CIDE, which is a very important post-secondary institution in Mexico. They've used creative tactics like sit-ins and marches. And I think what is so important about this exchange is it points to the tension between social movements and student movements in Mexico and the, and the government of Lopez Obrador, which is a center-left government. Thank you so much to Tanya Islas for helping arrange this interview. And Enrique, thank you for being on the program this week. 
This has been another edition of Free City Radio. We have a new show every week. We broadcast on CKUT 90.3 FM at 11 a.m. on Wednesdays in Montreal, on CJLO 1690 a.m. at 1 p.m. on Tuesdays, on CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg, Treaty 1 Territory of the Métis Nation at 8 a.m. on Tuesdays, and on Wednesdays at 11.30 on CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario. You can find us on Spotify and iTunes. Please tell a friend. Um, leave a review. Our archives are at soundcloud.com slash freecityradio. And I'll speak to you next week. Here's an excerpt of a track from Mexican Institute of Sound. Thanks. Thanks.